You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Who hindered you is the title of this devotion. Hindrances in life are common, and they are common to us all. I understand that every one of us has seasons in our lives, I sure, I sure have had my share, where it seems everything would try to endure us. I mean, I had a little rock hit the front screen of my window, and so it got a big big star and a big cut, uh, crack in it, so I had to have it replaced. So I made the arrangements and when I picked it up, the people said, oh, we're so sorry, but by accident we cut a little wire. And all of a sudden all the lights inside and other things in the car didn't work. So I went through, I think, seven months of trying to get that sorted. So when I, oh, by the way, when I picked up the car, right, even though the wire had been covered, I picked up the car and got on the motorway. Two minutes of being on the motorway, a truck in front of me threw up a little stone and pop, another crack in the window. Seriously. So anyway, when I went and had the wire fixed, the people who fixed the wire cracked the window while they were fixing the wire and had to put in another, another window, front screen window. Then I went out a little later when I picked up the car and had another stone hit my window. I think that's number four now. And I had to have it replaced. Seriously. So, can things kind of just go bum, bum, bum in life? Sure. What's the real answer? Keep running. Keep moving. Keep don't make a fuss of it. It's the passing things of this life. Don't even mention it too much. I, I didn't mention it in those days. I just get on with life. Nobody really knew that it was window after window after window. And it's just in life that way sometimes. It, things just happen and you can read into it if you like. I don't. I don't read into that because I know the voice of the Holy Spirit. And to me, none of it was the voice of the Holy Spirit. None of it was speaking to me. You see, the Holy Spirit is the one speaking to us. So let me read you the Word of God here. It's Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. You ran well who hindered you from obeying the truth. You see what causes us to be able to be, not know where to discern, how to discern, how to recognize, perceive within us, is if we aren't living in the consciousness of the truth, Christ is the truth. Jesus says in John 15, 26, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father whom I will send to you. You see, the Holy Spirit of truth in us holds us steady when things aren't easy in life, when things are questionable, when things are even painful and difficult. And the next thing, and it's a famous scripture that you all know, but I'm going to go ahead and look it up here. It's Hebrews chapter 12. 
therefore, sin, therefore we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, has sat down at the right hand of God. You could see that Jesus was hindered in many ways, but it didn't hinder him. You see, hindrances come in this life, but we need to push on. We need to press on. The most of the time, I will encourage you, most of the time, pay no attention to it. Most of the time, don't give it any place. I woke up uh, last week one morning, uh, Monday morning, I think it was, and somehow my neck had laid in the wrong way. And oh my goodness, did I have pain coming down this shoulder here from my neck. It, I could barely move my neck. I was like this, you know, all stiff. And I thought, nah, whatever. My stripes on the heels. So no, no, I'm not paying attention to it. There's no power over me. So I resisted it, right? But by the next night, oh, I went through so much pain in the night. And then I got up for prayer the next morning on Wednesday morning. And I thought, Basbach, you know better. So I laid my hands on my neck. And I said, how dare you be here? You have no place over me. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, that I'm healed. And it went away. In other words, looking unto Jesus, what he's obtained for you, what he has for you gives you the power to endure and persevere through the hindrances of this life and not allow them to obstruct you and not allow them to distract you and not allow them to deter you and not allow them to depress you, but to keep the joy of the Lord looking unto Jesus who for the joy set before him endured the cross. It's so important that we do not allow ourselves to be robbed from the joy of everything God has for us today. I believe God has phenomenal graces and blessings. The Apostle Paul says, I am ready to be poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand, 2 Timothy 4, verse 6. I have fought a good fight. I finished the race. Oh, what a good thing when in your spirit you live in that readiness that your whole spirit, soul, and body belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth who paid for you and bought you, literally bought you for himself to present you to the Father holy and without blame in his love. Oh, what a greatness, what a power that we live by, a power unto salvation by which we run and fight the good fight, this power of God that we have through faith in Jesus Christ, that we can run with endurance and not be delayed or distracted. Isaiah 40 says, You will run and not grow weary and walk and not faint because you're mounting up with wings like eagles. God spoke that to me many years ago. You know, in the late, in the early 90s, when we were going through some difficulties in our lives and I would come home from ministering, I was traveling constantly and I'd come home and there'd be pressure in our marriage and in the home. And my heart was hurting because I was looking forward to come home and enjoy sweet fellowship and we would have pressure. And I cried out to the Lord. I said, Lord, come on, Lord. You're the builder and maker of my house. If you don't build it, my labor is in vain. Psalm 127. And, and the Lord spoke to me from that Isaiah 40. 
that last verse. He said, Robert, when you go out to minister, you spread your wings like an eagle, but when you come home, you put your wings up, no wonder. And oh my, bum, did the penny drop, and I realized that if, if I'm gonna run a race anywhere, I ought to run it at home. It's always been the theme of my heart and my life to live it at home if I'm to preach it in the pulpit. That's why I have to get up early in the morning, otherwise you can't live it, because I need to receive it to be able to give it. And I receive it through my union with Jesus. He is the empowerment. He is the strength of our lives. And through Him, we're able to do far more than what we could ever do without. I'm going to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I want you to see something here in closing to this devotion. Verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is tempered in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats in the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. So today, number one, the Holy Spirit will help you. He will help you. Number two, keep your eyes on Jesus. Number three, let Jesus have authority and dominion over your body, over your flesh. Bring it in subjection to Him. Let your body be the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18 through 20. Let your body be renewed inwardly by the Holy Spirit's indwelling life, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Live in that continual reviving of the Holy Ghost in your flesh, having your body washed with pure water, Hebrews 10, 22. That you continuously live in the cleansing of the Holy Spirit in your flesh, that your flesh isn't carrying around all kinds of weights, of those sins of this world that you pick up through television or some other image that connects with you. Know that you wash it off. You take a good Holy Ghost shower by praying in the Holy Ghost and worshiping the Father in truth and the Holy Spirit comes through your flesh and cleanses you and cleanses you. You see, in 1 Thessalonians, chapter 4, it says, each one of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God. You see, it is, this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should, should abstain from sexual immorality. Sexual immorality is something that any of us can be vulnerable to. But the Holy Spirit would have you continuously cleansed with the blood of Jesus, continuously, forever. I love that verse in Hebrews 10, 14, the Amplified. It says, through one sacrifice, He forever completely cleanses and perfects all those whom He has consecrated and made holy. Forever completely cleanses. Oh, I live in that cleansing flood that flows from Emmanuel's veins. I feel the anointing for you. That cleansing flood is here. 
to cleanse your conscience, that you are conscious of the Holy Spirit of Christ indwelling life instead of your flesh being irritated by the moral conflicts of this life, and that you may possess your body in honor to God day and night. And if it gets agitated, attacked by the devil's evil attacks, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated by the spirits of this world. You're not subject to them. Come on, let me read you in closing this verse and let me show you this so to give your faith what it needs to resist. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does outside of the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you're not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirits, which are God's. Your body has been purchased by the blood of Jesus of Nazareth. No spirit of this world has a claim on it. Don't you for a split moment believe that or even think that. Resist those thoughts and take a Holy Ghost shower by worshiping your Heavenly Father. Let the Holy Ghost wash you with the blood, the cleansing flood that is for eternal, the cleansing blood that is eternally powerful, eternally alive and active to come and cleanse you, wash you from any consciousness of uncleanness, unholiness, or any desires that will pull you away from your communion with the Father. I believe today you're not going to have anything to hinder you. You're going to run with endurance the race that is set before you looking unto Jesus and obtain the joy of all that He's predestined you to in this presence. Amen. Have a good day.